0: You're listening to the Baby, Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and today I'm joined by our guest, Al Romeo. You're a registered nurse with a doctorate in health education. Uh, you work as a counselor with the Utah Department of Health and their mothers-to-be and pregnancy risk line as well. Yes. And today we're talking about something that as a mom, as a mom-to-be, uh, it can be something very scary to talk about, but something that needs to be talked about of course and that's birth defects.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot of fear among moms and dads about what kinds of things might cause birth defects. They're trying to, you know, have that perfect pregnancy. So we're doing our best to help moms and dads learn what they can do to prevent some of those birth defects.
0: So, let's talk about a little bit of the background with birth defects. Um every pregnancy has a three to 5% chance, you say, of having a baby with a major birth defect?
1: That's correct. So everybody starts out at that baseline three to 5%. So that translates to about one in 33 pregnancies has that chance of having a major birth defect. And those major birth defects can include things like heart defects, spina bifida, and cleft lip and cleft palate, those things that require surgery to fix.
0: And so let's talk about some of those major birth defects for a minute. any way to prevent them?
1: Yes, there's different strategies. We'll talk about some of those, but usually those birth defects happen in constellations, in syndromes. Okay. So they're not isolated. So there may be a heart defect and a spinal defect, but we'll talk about some of those things that moms can do to prevent Mm -hmm. some of those birth defects and some of those exposures and conditions.
0: Okay, perfect. Um, Because we talk about birth defects, and some of those include functional and developmental delays as well.
1: That's right, so we look at not only those major birth defects, but there's greater risk for some of those minor birth defects that don't always require surgery, but we also look at those different um, developmental delays like autism and ADHD and some of those things that could increase the chance for having those functional developmental delays.
0: And those are still considered um, a minor birth defect.
1: Exactly correct.
0: And so uh, talk to us a little bit about... Um the study of birth defects and what what it's called and kind of how you go about it.
1: Sure, so this is a scary word for a lot of parents. It's called teratology. And that just means the study of those birth defects. So here at Mother to Baby Utah, we are teratology um, information specialists. So we have the background to be able to look at the research and see if those different exposures increase or not, the chance for having some of those different birth defects. Um, We also look at some of those different exposures and whether or not they increase the chance for problems in breastfeeding. So moms can ask us those questions also.
0: And they can do that all through your risk line.
1: Correct. We have the website, mothertobaby.utah.gov. And on that website, we have information about our telephone number, text, chat, and email. So there's a variety of ways for moms to get in touch with us.
0: Yeah, they can always get those questions answered or concerns answered as well. Yes. So... uh, Let's talk a little bit about um, a study with exposures that might affect breastfed babies.
1: So there are some different things that can affect the the breastfed baby. Um, For example, there are some antibiotics that might increase the chance of hearing problems or staining of the teeth, those types of things. Um, Also with breastfeeding, there are some medications that might increase the risk of uh, baby having um, a little bit of um, respiratory depression, uh, difficulty breathing, difficulty waking up. They're sedative medications. So some of those medications mom may have to watch very carefully. Mm But most medications mom can take while breastfeeding.
0: And that's something, of course, you know, we talk about a lot. And and the importance, of course, of breastfeeding, if you can. Uh, We know not everyone can. It might not work for everyone. um, But... I think it's important to remind moms to be, especially as we prepare our bodies to have a baby, we also have to continue with those um, same kind of preparations and concerns and uh, making sure we're putting the right things into our bodies as we breastfeed after baby.
1: Absolutely. So sometimes moms are afraid of those different medications and exposures, but oftentimes the conditions are worse for the baby and for mom. We want mom to be healthy also. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those conditions are worse for the baby, so it's better to take those medications. For example, depression. We want mom's depression to be controlled in breastfeeding if mom is not at her best Mm -hmm. so that she's able to talk and play with baby and give those developmental cues so baby can reach those developmental milestones. Then the depression is worse than those medications for depression.
0: Sure, and that's it's a good reminder. Um, you know, always check with your doctor. Talk with your doctor. Talk with your you know your healthcare provider about how you're feeling, what you're going through. Your body is changing every day uh, from the start of getting pregnant through the course of your pregnancy, and then afterwards it continues to change again, and so yeah, that's really important.
1: Absolutely. So yes, we want Mom to take care of herself also so that she has in the best possible situation to take care of baby.
0: Yeah, oh no, and I, I think um, that's such a good reminder to moms. you know we we as mothers always think of everyone else first. It just is a thing that we do. Um, and we have to remember that we can't give our best if we're not our best. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit now about, as we continue the conversation about birth defects, um, some of the things that can be done to reduce them.
1: Sure. So moms have probably already heard about taking your prenatal vitamin Mm -hmm. with folic acid. Remember that that's a prenatal vitamin that should be taken throughout the reproductive years. That folic acid is important for helping the spine close, the the um, developing baby starts out as a flat disc and it comes together and loops around on itself. If it doesn't have that folic acid, it has difficulty closing and that's where that spina bifida comes from. So it's important she takes that throughout the reproductive years because that defect can happen before mom even knows that she's pregnant, very early in the first few weeks of pregnancy.
0: Yeah, folic acid, very important. Absolutely. And then, what about uh, controlling diabetes?
1: Diabetes is another one of those that's very important. So, the condition itself, the uncontrolled diabetes, places mom at greater risk, up to 20% chance. Remember, we talked about that 3-5% to background Mm -hmm. risk. It goes up to 20% chance of having a major birth defect, spine and heart, when that diabetes is uncontrolled. So mom needs to have good control of that on her medication before she becomes pregnant.
0: Drugs and alcohol.
1: Drugs and alcohol. Avoid those during the pregnancy Mm -hmm. as you're trying to plan for pregnancy. A lot of times moms are not planning that pregnancy, but if they know they're getting ready for that pregnancy, yes, try to avoid alcohol, smoking, drugs, so that she is in the best possible situation for that baby.
0: Right, because the healthier your body is. The healthier your pregnancy will be, the healthier your baby will be. Absolutely. Just kind of comes full circle there, right? Yes. Um, this is a scary one for a lot of parents SIDS.
1: SIDS. We want to make sure, this is most important for breastfeeding, we want to make sure that the house is smoke-free so that the baby doesn't have that environmental smoke that increases the chance of having that sudden infant death syndrome. usually happens as they're very young in the first few months of life. Um, it also usually happens in the winter time. So give baby that best possible chance by having no smoking in the house.
0: And... Zika. That's something that, of course, has been talked about a lot, uh, traveling different places while pregnant or before getting pregnant. Uh, Talk to us about the risk factors there.
1: So Zika is one of those things that we don't hear as much in the news about. We don't see it here in Utah or in the United States, people getting it locally. Mm -hmm. But if you do travel to Central America, South America, the Caribbean, some other places, Zika is still out there in those mosquitoes. So if mom is planning a pregnancy or pregnant, probably better to avoid those areas because there's that chance of microcephaly, a small brain, small head, which leads to developmental delays. So there's greater risk for her being in those areas during the pregnancy or as she's planning the pregnancy.
0: And let's talk about CMV. Kind of break that down for us and how it can correlate with hearing loss with your baby.
1: Yes, so CMV, cytomegalovirus, is out there in the population. Most of us, about half of us as adults, have already been exposed to it. So we have a little bit of immunity to it the danger comes when mom usually has that first infection of CMV during the pregnancy. So yes, it can cause problems like hearing loss, which are, of course, lifelong. There's no fixing that. So we definitely want moms to know that if there's someone in the community, um, for example, if they're a healthcare worker, a nurse working in the hospital, or a daycare worker, take those precautions to make sure that you're staying away from those identified children with CMV, and just doing those usual things that we need to do every day. Hand washing, you know, not coming in contact with those bodily fluids that can transmit a variety of different diseases.
0: And keeping up to date with vaccines. We know over this last year, uh, we've seen a widespread measles outbreak. Yes. uh, Not only here in the United States, but in the island of Samoa as well. And it all kind of circulates back to vaccines or being unvaccinated.
1: Absolutely. And there's different reasons for some of those different vaccines. For example, the Tdap is most important for baby. It's for pertussis or whooping cough. So we want mom to have that immunity to pass on to baby because baby can get whooping cough in, in You know, early life. Mm -hmm. Some of those vaccines, like the flu vaccine, are important for mom because we don't want mom to catch the flu during pregnancy because it can cause her respiratory depression. We have deaths. We've seen deaths of kids with the flu. So that one's more to protect mom than to protect babies. So there's a variety of different ones. Chicken pox, we don't want mom to have the first course of chicken pox because that can cause birth defects. Those pox happen and then the limbs may not develop correctly. So there's a variety of different vaccines and they can help mom or baby. Or both. Correct.
0: And so another one to talk about uh, when we talk about different medications that we might be using, um, skin care can also play a factor. Accutane, uh, a big one for a lot of women using the product um, to help clear acne and things like that. But that can be very harmful for for baby.
1: Yes, and Accutane is one of those that there is a program that mom needs to enroll in with her pharmacist, with her doctor to make sure that she's not getting pregnant while she's Mm -hmm. on that Accutane or isotretinoin. And it's it's very important because it does, again, cause a specific set of birth defects. So it's better for mom to talk to her provider about all of her medications. And with Accutane, make sure that she is off of that for about a month or better, at least, before she becomes pregnant, before trying to become pregnant.
0: And with that program, uh- don't they go in and take a pregnancy test and the, their healthcare providers kind of monitor that and help help them through that process?
1: Correct. They take a pregnancy test. They're supposed to be on two forms of birth control as mm-hmm. they're prescribed that Accutane. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And that really goes with, I mean, like you were saying, any medication uh, that mom, mom-to-be might be on because it is all about preparing our bodies. I mean, it, it goes through quite the course when it comes to growing a human. Yes. And so making sure that, We're doing everything we can, again, to be our best so that our baby can be the best as well.
1: Absolutely. And some of those medications she needs to continue. For example, insulin for diabetes. We talked about the risks of uncontrolled diabetes. Mm -hmm. So she needs to talk to her provider, make sure her diabetes is controlled with whatever medications are working for her.
0: And I think that's really the most important part here about all of this because talking about birth defects, can be scary. That's something I think that is in the back of every parent's mind uh, as they either prepare to get pregnant or they become pregnant. That, of course, crosses their mind. Um, but it is all about communication. As long as you're talking with your health care provider and making sure that you're doing everything you can to prevent what could be preventable. I mean, that's what's really important here.
1: Absolutely. Talk to your healthcare provider as you're planning for that pregnancy. You may need genetic counseling or mm-hmm. other types of services that your health provider can direct you to that you may not even be aware of. So have that conversation so that you're in the best possible place to have that pregnancy.
0: So, Nurse Al, let's talk about some resources for... Moms, moms-to-be, parents, uh, or even even family or friends of of them as well. Where can they go to learn more? Where can they go um, after the fact too, if they do have a baby that may be born with a birth defect?
1: Absolutely. So one of the resources where you can find some of the information and a lot of the information that we've already talked about today is our national website, mothertobaby.org. And you'll find fact sheets and information about how to prevent those birth defects and some of those exposures that could cause birth defects. Here locally in Utah, Baby or Baby is a great resource. They can get you in touch with information about developmental milestones for a baby, how to prepare for that pregnancy, nutrition, and a variety of different things. So there's a variety of resources depending on what you need. As baby is born, there's developmental screening processes out there. So a variety of things um, you can contact, like says Baby or Baby, your primary care provider, mm-hmm. or mother and we can help you find those resources.
0: And I would say, once again as a mom, just stick with those. Don't go to Google. Don't start Googling things because it'll terrify you even more, and there's yes. no need to do that to yourself, right?
1: <laughs> yes, there's lots of scary information out there. And a lot of times, even the providers have difficulty interpreting the research. Mm-hmm. So let us do our job, they do their job, yeah. and we help each other to help mom have the best pregnancy possible.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for being with us, Nurse Al. We appreciate it. Um, so many great things that. That everyone needs to know when it comes to, of course, the mom's health, which in turn goes right to the baby's health. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast, talking about birth defects. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.